Welcome to the Events Podcast, a show about the tech talks in Vancouver. I'm Samantha Ming. In this episode, I attend a product pricing event. The goal of this event is to learn about value-based pricing and how that helps you price your product for maximum return. Let's get started. was organized by the Vancouver Product Managers Group. And the speaker is Alan. He is the founder of MarketFit. In this first clip, he talks about why pricing is so important. Why is pricing so important? Well, if you can make a 1% change in any aspect of the business, price will have the largest effect on your profit of anything else you can change. More than changing their cost of goods, more than increasing your volume by 1%, more than reducing your general administrative costs. There are three common ways people come up with product pricing. You can follow your competitors. You can do cost plus, which is adding a specific amount to your product's cost. Or you can ask your customers. Alan tells us why all of these strategies are not the best idea. If you base your price off your competition, you're letting your competition be the leader and you're the follower. What if they don't know the answer? What if the answer is right for them, but not for your product? If you're doing cost plus, you're probably undercharging for your product. You probably charge a lot more if your product has value beyond just the raw materials. If you ask customers, you're letting them set the price and they're usually not gonna volunteer to pay more. And many people just guess and I think we can do a lot better than that. So what's the solution? One area that's worth looking at is the factor of whether people do customer research to figure out what their prices are. Turns out very few companies actually use customer research in their pricing, 7%. I'd like to suggest that if each of you does appropriate customer research, you can improve the pricing of your products. So customer research is the key. And what you're trying to research is customer value. Because what customer values is what will influence what they are willing to pay and actually want to buy your product. And this is the value discovery stage. This is where you go out and actually talk to your customers. But when you talk to them, don't just ask them, hey, tell me what's your value. There's a tactic to it. If you want to know what people's values are, don't ask them what are your values. <laughs> They are typically inarticulate about why they do something. Furthermore, a significant segment of the population finds the question, why, to be really threatening. So if you want to know why, don't put the word why in your question. <laughs> why did you do that? <laughs> I don't know. Just, uh, people get defensive, and they will clam up, and they will not tell you what they're really thinking. Instead of those approaches, there are ways to ask the why question without using the word why. What led you to? What thought process did you go through? What information sources did you have, etc.? It's also easiest if you can start with the concrete. What did you do? What did you consider? What led you to choose one versus another? These are kinds of questions that you can ask that get people talking about what they did. It grounds them in reality, not what would you do, what did you do. 
because behavior reflects our values. We, that's, all our actions are because of our values, always. So if you ask what someone did, you can learn what their values are without asking them that scary why question. But talk to them, talk to them one-on-one, -on -one, not in a sales situation. In the next clip, Alan talks about the number one thing that affects value. Differentiation is a really powerful factor that affects value. When I talk to entrepreneurs and I ask them, so who's your competition? I often hear the answer, we have no competition. No one does it just like us. The fact is there's always an alternative. Even if there's no so-called direct competition, there's people who will do it themselves. I'll make my own coffee, I'm not gonna buy it in a coffee shop. And the other alternative is not doing anything at all. I'm just not going to buy. And that is your competition too. Often it's your biggest competitor is inaction. And so differentiating your product against that alternative is very important. And how you do it is even more important because the differentiation from that alternative is what defines the value. It's not what all of what you're doing. It's the difference between what you're offering and the perceived value of what you are offering relative to the perceived value of that alternative for that customer. And if that differentiation is not valued by your audience, you have no pricing power. You can't charge more than the, than the competition if your price isn't valued more than the competition. So that differentiation will drive your pricing power. So it's important to look at how your product is different. What is the net value of those differences? Because some differences make it better, some differences may not be not as good. It's that net differentiation. And there's one source of a huge amount of pricing power, which is that if you are the only one who offers some particular benefit, some particular value, if no one else is doing that, then your customers can't go anywhere else for that thing. And if what they care about most is that thing, they're going to go to you. And you can charge a premium for that. Another interesting thing Alan points out is you can increase the value of your product by changing your pricing model. He gives us an example of how Salesforce succeeded by doing that. Pricing models themselves can increase the value of the product you're selling. Change the pricing model, it will change the perception of what people are paying for. And you can strategically innovate. And some companies have had great success not by having a better product, but by having a more interesting or different pricing model that matched the values of their customers. Salesforce totally revolutionized the industry by offering a subscription versus a large upfront installation fee. Their product, when they first introduced it, was not better than the competition. But people didn't have to pay a million dollars upfront. They could pay by the month and uh, try it, see if it was good enough. So pricing model innovation drives value. Discovering your customer's value is the first step to establishing your pricing strategy. The next step is knowing your objective. Next, determine your pricing objective. What is your strategy? What are you trying to accomplish? Uh, Jeff Bezos says there are two kinds of companies, those that work to try to charge more and those that work to charge less. We will be the second. So charging more is not always the choice that's right for your company. So you can choose to maximize market share 
maximize revenue, maximize profit, maximize retention. You can defend against the new competitor. You can just simply want to be raising awareness. But you can't be doing all of those at the same time. One of those has to be number one. And if you don't pick which one is number one, there won't be a number one. And your customers won't know, your company won't know. So pick one and align your entire team around that strategy. The third step, segment your market. So after you've determined your objective, segment your market for maximum return. What does that mean? Different customer segments have a different willingness to pay, a different ability to pay. And different customer segments get different amounts of value even from the same product. Some people are price sensitive, some are quality sensitive, and some are in between going for value. And those are different market segments. They care about different things. They have different values. Rather than segmenting your market by demographics, you can think about segmenting your market by values. If two groups of people perceive or have different values than each other, they are different market segments, even if they demographically are the same. They will segment themselves by their values. Demographics and geographics are typically proxies for that. People who are price sensitive often lead you towards a low margin strategy, not always. Those that are quality sensitive, you can have a uh, high margin, but things vary. But if you're picking one price, you fall into a pricing predicament. So what's the solution? You pick a low price, you pick a high price, you pick something in between? The answer is segmentation. Divide your market. Don't have one price fits all. By segmenting your marketplace, you can get far more money and a far broader audience by having the right product at the right price for the right market. Uh, different segments get different amounts of value from the same product. Just for example, big companies for a SaaS product may have more employees using your product. They may use more advanced features. They may make more transactions with your product. They're getting more value. Don't charge them the same price as a small company segment your market. And with that, you can start figuring out the appropriate pricing strategy and begin testing your price. And that's the event. But don't go yet, my review is up next. this talk. Alan is very knowledgeable on this topic, not just on the theory of pricing, but the psychology of pricing, which was my favorite part. I also like that he gave a very practical advice on how you actually discover your customers' values and the type of questions you should ask to figure that out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the events podcast. If you have any comments on the show or have any events suggestions, DM me on Instagram or on Twitter at events podcast. And don't forget to subscribe. I'm Samantha Ming, and thank you for listening to the events podcast. Price is what you pay, value is what you get. Warren Buffett